Hey, coming up on the news and why it matters, there is mass panic in Europe as travelers scramble to get back to the United States. And Alex Jones, he says that he knows of a toothpaste that can kill the coronavirus, but the FDA says not so fast. That's all coming up right now. Hey, welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Hillary Kennedy. I'm filling in for my favorite gal, Sarah Gonzalez. And with me today is Pat Gray, the star of Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello. Hello. I have Rob Eno, who is the media critic for The Blaze. Welcome. Excellent. Great to be here. And Jason Howerton, the director of engagement here at The Blaze. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. All right. So um, we have to start off with something that we just learned at the time of this taping. And it's that Trump is going to declare a national emergency to speed the virus response. So he's planning to declare a national emergency over the outbreak, invoking the Stafford Act to open the door mm. to more federal aid for states. Um, according to two people who are familiar with the matter, and the president said he's going to hold a news conference about it. Uh, he spoke with Emmanuel Macron, the French president, um, because they were tweeting about the pandemic and they agreed to organize a video conference with world leaders on Monday to coordinate research efforts on a vaccine, on treatments, and then working on how to respond to the economic fallout because it's affecting everyone everywhere. Um, and I think Trump is really under increasing pressure to act because governors and mayors nationwide, they're saying, hey, we need some actionable steps. Um, they're closing schools, they're canceling events, um, and declaring a national emergency would allow the government to marshal additional resources to combat the virus. This is also kind of a symbolic turning point for the president because he has said in the beginning, it's really nothing more than the cold or the flu, but now he's changing course a little bit. What are your thoughts on this? I think it also allows them uh, to do something else, and that's usually suspend the U.S. Constitution. That's my problem with emergency <laughs> uh, declarations like this, because they could take a lot of emergency power when they declare emergencies. And, you know, um, rights fall by the wayside in the name of safety. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as Ben Franklin said, if you're willing to sacrifice your your freedom for your safety, you're going to lose both. Do you, you know what might neither. be a better idea than having to declare a national emergency is just clearing out some of this gosh dang red tape yeah. that gets in the way. Like if, yeah. if, if you could clear that away so that things got done more quickly and more efficiently, maybe you wouldn't have to then step in and say, okay, we got to do emergency so that I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, that's been the most frustrating thing is seeing how this happens with government bureaucracy running into roadblock after roadblock when you need to act quickly. We need to test out. We need to do all these things. You got former Obama era regulations that, that are in place. It's, it's a mess. So I think that's, to me, the biggest lesson I've learned. If the, when the big one comes, I feel like we need to be a lot better prepared to like top down, to, you know, top down, be more efficient and not need war power, you know, the right. war power type emergency the, declaration. The big thing there is the testing, right? If you watch the media right now, they're all trying to make it look like the the Trump administration has not gotten out tests and people can't get tests and there's lines to get tests and people are being, people are actually being sent home that have the, have the symptoms of COVID-19. Sorry, we don't have a test. Well, there have been private companies that have been trying to do this test and the FDA is saying, well, no, that's not what your company does, so you can't do it. The FDA has stopped them. And then, you know, we were talking with, with Glenn earlier this week, 30 percent. There's like a 30 percent error rate with the WHO's test, which is why the United States isn't using the WHO's test, the World Health Organization's test. 
And that that red tape. But to, to one of the things you said, that video conference with all the world leaders, that's always like the plot of a really bad movie. <laughs> like they get all the world leaders together and then like the guy unmasks himself. I am the one that gave you covid. Let's we'll hope that that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, uh, like you guys brought up, you know, not being able to get to tests, people not being able to get home, all of those travelers in Europe, there's been a ton of panic, especially with people who were maybe traveling for spring break. Because isn't that your worst nightmare? You're on a family vacation or you've planned this family vacation all year or it's your honeymoon or maybe it's a fun retirement trip or an anniversary trip. And you fly to Europe with all of this going on, initially thinking, okay, it's still safe to travel as long as I have hand sanitizer, I take some precautions. But then these people get over there and they hear Trump's announcement this week about the travel ban and there was a lot of confusion about well, that, who that applied that to. Was on, that's a little on Trump, or I shouldn't say a little, it's a lot on, on Trump. He got a lot of things uh, mixed up when he did that prime time, which was surprising because it's such a big moment that I'm just surprised that he went out I guess with, I don't know if it was his fault or his people's fault, not having the right notes, but mm-hmm. that sparked panic for people over, overseas and, and for a lot of Americans too who thought, I'm not going to be able to get home. But uh, there are some, some loopholes for them to do that. So right. again, I, I just, I'm, it feels more and more like just we need to tighten up our response and, and, and calm down with so much of the panic. You got the media fueling the panic. You got some wrong information fueling panic. I really hope we can collectively take a take a breath and reset and understand that it's here. It's going to spread. It's going to get bad for a minute, but we we can formulate a, a better plan of action if we if we actually you know don't act like the federal government. Right. I mean, this is the this is the textbook case of mass hysteria, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, we we are in the middle of a mass hysteria. They're canceling 100%. tons of things just to be safe. I mean, H one N one back in two thousand nine. Maybe not as bad as this virus, but it was pretty bad. It didn't spread a lot. They didn't in numbers. Cancel. It was a lot worse. A lot worse. So far, yeah, this million might million people were right. infected, and twelve thousand over twelve thousand died. Yeah. Right. Nobody paid any attention to it. Right. They didn't Barely. cancel anything. It's Facebook. It is Facebook. It's Twitter. Yeah. It's the social media that everybody's connected. They all up it. And if you're not doing something, then you're, you're trying to kill people. Like, I, I, I go back to this. Everybody says Donald Trump wasn't trying to do anything. The head of the CDC has said that him stopping people from coming to China was the best thing that he could have done. I remember Chuck Schumer this week deleted a tweet that this week or last week deleted a tweet where he had called it racist that Donald Trump was stopping people from coming into the country. Because that's what they go back to, you know, the whole calling it the Wuhan flu, right. all of those sorts of things. You've got to name where it came from. It's just this is mass hysteria. And that's what, you know, on my social media and you alluded to it before we came on. People have said that I'm dismissing. It. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying this hysteria is crazy. Take yeah, take the precautions. If if you're sick, don't go and see the elderly people that, that you know. You know, do those sorts of things. I have diabetes. I am taking extra precautions. I, like I said, I wore gloves to the grocery store mm-hmm. yesterday because I, I didn't want to catch something, right? So I'm being extra careful. Not going out this weekend. I'm going to stay home and watch movies and do that sort of thing. But this mass hysteria just has to stop. Well, it, it could spiral out of control and it could get really bad. But right now, the panic is the most dangerous thing that we're dealing with right now. Um, supplies, food. I mean, the, if you can go to any... I mean, my wife went to the store yesterday at Target couldn't even find just basic things, like obviously toilet paper for some reason, that's like the commodity, I should put that in my wallet and carry it around, I don't know what, 
that's about. <laughs> I just want to point out, Kleenex paper towels also can be, I saw plenty of paper towels left. I was like, I mean, you can't flush those, but just a tip I in mean, case anyone yeah. can't flush I actually paper. got, so there's this thing, uh, th there's a, a wipe product that I'm not going to say the name of it, that like I sometimes use. They showed it, uh, I popped up in my feed, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy some from Amazon because I can get it. Like, you know, like, it's just crazy how, that's been the weird thing is like these companies' algorithms are popping up all of the stuff that's, like I get hand sanitizer algorithms, then you go and it's gone. But like the way that the algorithms are popping stuff up is just crazy to me. We're definitely being exploited, so. Yeah. All right. If we react like this, over this, can you imagine if it was smallpox or Ebola or mm -hmm. something truly uh, virulent with a with a mortality rate of 10% or 15% or 30%. This is 1%. They think by the end of this and when it all works itself out, it's going to be about 1%. That's why it's 10 times more vir more uh, deadly than the flu because the flu is 0.1, this is 1%. Uh, and we're in this situation over that where we've canceled every live event in the country, pretty amazing. Pretty scary. Well, and I think, too, a lot of my friends that were like, I'm not panicked, I'm, I'm mm. not going to freak out, they didn't until they went into the grocery store. And seeing everyone mm. else running around panicking made them start well, to if, feel that. If everybody panics, you have to panic right. because you right. don't have access to basic things that well, you that, that need. Was me, right. That was me yesterday. I went on Amazon Prime Pantry, right, to try and get groceries because I'm like, I don't want to go to the store with all those people to try and get groceries. And everything was sold out. Like, I couldn't get tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. Everything was gone, so I went to the grocery store. I got out in about a half an hour. It wasn't that bad. Um, but I went to one of the more expensive grocery stores in the, in the area, so I think everybody was at the less expensive ones, but it was still... Well, I'll, I'll say this. There, I, yeah. I don't want to make myself seem like I'm as, as cooler than I am, but about a month ago, after watching CNN coverage, I said to myself, you know, people are gonna, they're going to freak people out to the point that we're going to have some issues. I was, and I loaded us up in Costco. I was like, let's just take care of it today. Mm -hmm. That way we don't have to worry about it. Because I knew, I could just feel it in the air, the, the just the sheer hysteria of feel it. Feel it coming. And then I was like, okay, and then also Trump is president, so it's definitely going to be a bigger deal than it, than it would be <laughs> under anybody else. So really, I need to stock up a little bit. <laughs> okay, so here's something you might want to stock up on. Alex Jones, the conspiracy theorist, the founder of InfoWars. He's been promoting a toothpaste that he claims federal officials <laughs> have said can kill COVID-19. Um, it's infected more than 120,000 people, killed thousands across the world. He's saying this could save us all. Federal agencies dispute this claim, however. They've labeled such products as fraudulent. Uh, according to The Hill, Jones made the claim about the nano-silver-infused toothpaste on his website during a show earlier this week. Nano-infused? Nano-silver. Silver-infused. Yes. Oh. Nano-silver-infused. <laughs> so really, really, really small pieces of silver. Now, I will probably be the unpopular person at the table with this opinion, but I am actually a big, firm believer in colloidal silver. <laughs> so uh, this did not seem crazy to okay. me at all. Can so I will great. be the weirdo at the can table. Can you break that down for me? What is the claim? So colloidal silver, it's like a positive charge attracts a positive charge, right? It's, it's almost kind of a, an electric thing. So if in your cells you've got a negative charge, but you're consuming this, these nano silver particles that are a positive charge, it will help connect to your cells, making another positive charge killing a virus. I mean, I'm obviously no scientist I, or doctor, so I'm not mm, explaining it very well, we but Sounds I've good. been using colloidal yeah, silver for legit. many years. Okay. And 
there were people who said during the Ebola crisis that that was what helped eradicate Ebola. Now, again, the FDA, uh, just modern medicine in general, does not widely accept colloidal silver as a way to kill viruses. But those of us who are into some holistic medicines and give those a try, I've used it for quite a number of years. And when you do take it regularly, it can help. Okay. Well, he at least needs to hire better attorneys then to say... <laughs> It better. It, some people believe this could help you not get COVID-19. I don't necessarily buy that. I, I, I need to see the science behind it before I ever, you know, thought, but I mean, it's Alex Jones. He, what, what does he sell the, his shirtless ads? What is it for? <laughs> I just, I know that the, be, the best one is like when he's holding the big thing of meat when he's in his kitchen yes. and he's like completely shirtless Look, and he's like, I, I half respect him sometimes for his, his, his try. He, he's, he'll, he'll hawk anything it? for a dollar, but I mean, come on. I mean, like, he's, he's the modern version of the old traveling salesman that used to sell patent medicines. I mean, that's, that's what, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's what he is. I just want to know, is this, is this the stuff that unturns the frogs gay? Oh. Is this no, is it the opposite? Of that, I, didn't, I thought colloidal silver was like that might once be the it. frogs were gay, you used a colloidal <laughs> silver toothpaste, and then the frogs are no longer gay. And I'm hoping there's not happened. fluoride in this toothpaste because he's really worried about fluoride, right? <laughs> he, he believes that fluoride is is killing all the men. That'd be great to figure out if yeah. I cared if I cared enough, I'd go look. Soy-based colloidal silver fluoride toothpaste. Yeah. It's just a Complete contradiction mm -hmm. to Alex mm -hmm. Jones. All right, so despite it being endorsed by Alex Jones, I'm not discouraging anyone from giving it a try. We have to go to break, but we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the News and Why, and we actually just got another update in the middle of taping. Jason, you just got this notification on your phone. I did, yeah, this is from the Dallas Morning News. Um, so Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, has de declared a state of disaster in Texas over the coronavirus, um, expected to announce the state will open a drive-through testing center in San Antonio with ones to follow soon in Dallas, Houston, and uh, Austin. So um, under state law, Abbott basically becomes the commander-in-chief of, uh, of state agencies and boards in Texas. So it's essentially kind of like Trump's emergency. Mm -hmm. It gives him a lot more you know, authority and power to do certain things. Um, and so he can direct supplies, equipment, all this stuff. Um, and I think um, he hasn't yet, by executive order, banned uh, mass gatherings yet, like some states have. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if after these tests we see those skyrocket, he might. Uh, do that so after that. So, but, but so far, we only have 39 people in Texas. So, like Pat was saying, it's kind of crazy. There's probably a lot more because we haven't had the testing. But the fact that we're declaring a statewide emergency when there's 39 diagnoses out of 28 million, right? That's, <laughs> it that's, doesn't take much to have a disaster. That's does it? that's pretty incredible. Wow, that's inc that is incredible. Well, and you probably don't have to mandate that live events won't happen because everybody's doing that themselves. Everybody right. with an event is calling it off. Right. right. Dallas, Dallas has banned any large gatherings of 500 or more and then Dallas County. And mm. if you're compromised, like someone like me that has diabetes or, or somebody that, that is in an at-risk group, they're saying not to get together with more than 10 people. So there's four here. I'm good. 
Well, and I well think, including the camera people. I know. I think you might be in real trouble. Wow. Fort Worth ISD, I believe, has closed their schools. Um, now, the ban on public gatherings, it does not include all schools or offices, theaters, airports, grocery stores, as long as 500, like you said, um, as, mm-hmm. as long as there aren't more than 500 people present at once within arm's length of each other. That's crazy. Um, mm. That's a... 500 at arms. Right. That, well, that's a very small. Something else I haven't thought about, too, is I have a couple friends that are getting married. Spring is a popular time to get married. And a lot of these wedding venues are now canceling people's weddings or quinceañeras or these large parties because oh. they're going to have between, you know, 250 and 500 people. And that's kind of a devastating thing for those people, too. They've been spending mm-hmm. all year planning these things. And then all of a sudden, um, no. But health officials are saying groups larger than 250 people, it's highly discouraged but not prohibited. And they're still just asking people 60 years or older, those with pre-existing conditions, just don't gather in groups of 10 or more. Here, here's what's cra- here's you'll, you'll hate this. I was going to say you'll love this, but you'll hate this. Um, and this, I think, is where we, some of us get a little uncomfortable. I trust Abbott. I like Abbott, but mm-hmm. still. Um, so violation of control measures put in place by the governor uh, is punishable by 180 days in jail and or $2,000 in fines. So imagine, you know, whatever the order is to not attend this place or attend that place, you risk it or whatever, and you're in jail. Like that seems, to me, it feels, it makes me uncomfortable as a Texan, as an American. These these laws are um, Cold War era laws because uh, former Governor DeBaul Patrick in Massachusetts for like eight inches of snow once declared an emergency like this and like the papers were doing this. And these are Cold War era civil defense laws um, which is why I think that they have those. I don't think, I would hope that they're not going to put people in jail for like going for a package run, packy store run, as we called it, or a liquor store run, or going to get like something at 7-Eleven. But you never know. But that's why they have such draconian measures is that they were meant for like nuclear winter well, and stuff let's, like let's, that. Maybe let's roll those back. But yeah, as, yeah. as we no, know. No, no, I know. We should. I'm just saying that that's where they come from. But what does that ever happen? Do they ever take no. power away from themselves? No, ever? No. Never. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly. Well, people are still traveling. They're still going to the airport despite, you know, all of the panic. But an American Airlines pilot tested positive for coronavirus uh, in Dallas, and then two sick in TSA officers, um, they recently worked performing pat-downs and scanning luggage. Uh, The pilot, uh, like I said, is based in Dallas. Um, They didn't respond to any questions about when the pilot tested positive, um, how recently that pilot had flown. Or where Uh, he's been. Right. They didn't give any of that information. Um, Mm. The carrier said they've been in contact with the CDC and some other public health authorities. They said the risk to uh, transmission to passengers is low. Um, but those three TSA agents, they worked February 21st, February 26th, March 2nd. They were stationed at x-ray machines, scanning luggage, performing those pat-downs. Um, a third spent their shift as a document checker at an access point for crew members. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, a pat-down? Like, that's a pretty close well, we're, contact. We're, we're in the community spread phase, right? Like, it's going to spread mm-hmm. w- rapidly soon and it's happening now so that's not the question here i think the question is will the the economic impact will the just the long-term impact of what we're doing to try to i guess stop it in its tracks will it be worth it in the long run um i mean i i kind of feel like if we treated this like the flu and we were careful i think we it, it might have not been the end of the world but I mean, I'm not an elderly person who's at risk, so it, I'm probably not the person to say that. But um, we'll just have to wait and see how the stock market rebounds, how 
all these things play out. If it out. does, I mean, that, that, that's the thing is how long, that's what it's going to be is how long is this going to last, right? Yeah. Is this going to, how many companies are going to fail? Right. Um, I mean, is the government going to bail them out? Are they going to have to bail them out? Are they going to do, are they going to do, you know, if you're sick, Trump said it in his speech. If you're sick, we will take care of your, your paycheck. Yeah. I mean, how many people is that going to affect? Um, I, I had somebody say, you know, the best thing they could do is just, you know, suspend all taxes for three months. So people have more money in their, their paycheck to, to facilitate it rather than funding the government. I love that you know idea. What I mean? That's way better. Let's do that. Else, way better. Like anything you're going to yeah. give the government, let's yep. just go ahead and do yeah. I, At yep. that point, I'm, I'm good with I mean, you, you, you remember they did the payroll tax thing after yeah. 2009, right? So for two mm-hmm. years after 2009, for, for those people that, that got regular paychecks, you got that 7% was in your paycheck, your employee side payroll mm-hmm. tax wasn't there. And that's something that they're trying to do again. Um, if, of course, if you paid like a lot of people that, that do the stuff that we do and you pay quarterly and things like that, you didn't see it till the end of the year, but you still got it. Well, yeah. So let's talk about something that isn't getting canceled. One of the few things that isn't getting canceled. Dana White says that UFC fights, they're going to go on after he consulted with President Trump. And you are excited about that. I am super excited about this <laughs> because I am a huge UFC, UFC fan. Uh, and we've got a clip of it. Check this out. <laughs> I talked to the president and the vice president of the United States today about this, and, and they're taking this very serious, you know, and, and they're saying, be cautious, be careful, but live your life and stop panicking. Everybody is, is panicking, and instead of panicking, we're actually getting out there and working with doctors and health officials and the government to figure out how we keep the sport safe and how we can, can continue to put on events. I mean, I like that. Brilliant. I actually that's, like that. That's what the NCAA should have done. It's what the NBA should have done. Mm-hmm. It's what Major League Baseball should have done. Instead, they just uh, knee-jerk reaction canceled everything. It's unbelievable. And that's the way to go. NCAA Baseball. Um, I've got a friend whose son pitches for the college that I went to. And she's, their, their trip got cut short this week. They were on their spring break, like come down to the South trip. Got mm-hmm. cut short. And they think that they're going to cancel the entire yeah, season. Yeah, whole year. Do, whole do, they season. Give, do they give like these kids an extra year of eligibility? No, I'll bet they don't. Um, all of these sorts of things. And like the, the, the NCAA, we were talking about in the break room. The, the NCAA, a lot of these kids, that's where from the small schools, your Gonzagas, your, your places like that, where they shine and the NBA yeah. guys see them. Yeah. Like that's all gone. And they, right. they could have played them in a small gym. Yes. They didn't even have to be in a big arena. It could have been in a small gym. Right. They could have got the games in, had everybody, you know, it's just, it's absolutely They could have crazy. televised the games without right. any fans in the stadium mm-hmm. like they were going to do initially. Right. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they freaked out, they panicked, and they canceled the whole thing out of hand. And all those guys who have worked their whole lives to get to this point, to make it to the NCAA tournament, to showcase themselves for the, for the future... It's all over. All gone. I think we have an official statement from Dana White, too, about why he made this decision. Hey, everyone. UFC President Dana White here. We've been closely monitoring the situation with the coronavirus and its potential impact on the health and safety of UFC athletes, staff, and fans around the world. We're moving forward with all our UFC live events, but we're going to adapt to these unprecedented circumstances. Some of the events will be moved from their original host city to the UFC Apex here in Las Vegas, and unfortunately, fans may not be allowed to attend the events. You know I hate this, but the decision has been made in the best interest of everyone involved with our events, including fans, athletes, staff, and media partners. 
again, smart way, I think, to have handled it. People can still stream online, see yep. it. See it on TV. Right. They're, they're still making view, money. The fans are still getting to enjoy the sport. Yeah. It was a great way to handle it, I thought. Well, I feel like we should have... It, this is a good. We should have already had the plan already, so that we didn't have to react out of panic, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be prepared for a pandemic that kills young people, a pandemic that kills old people, a pandemic that kills all of us. Like we should be prepared for because really, the the at risk people, that's the plan we should have had. How do we minimize death? If you get it, you're not going to die most likely. So, all of us pretending like we're, we're scared of dying. That's what's causing this panic. Really, what we should be saying is, how do we keep elderly, immune-compromised people safe, but also keep our frickin' society together? Right. It's, it's, it's the society, though. We, we are a very blessed society. And today versus 100 years ago, there really aren't the everyday problems that people dealt with 100, 150 years ago. Pandemics like this used to be a part of life. People, there'd be like a sickness that comes through and a bunch of people and would millions, die. Millions, right, millions right. The Spanish flu in 1918, they, they didn't think of shutting the entire country down because of it, because that was what they were used to. I think we're so used to modern medicine curing all of these diseases. You know, we don't have smallpox anymore. We don't have polio anymore. We don't have any of those things that even 50 or 60 years ago they dealt with, that when something like this comes along, people are scared out of their minds because it's not something that they're used to. And I think that has a big thing to do with how the reaction is now. Even though there's a 99% chance that you're going to live if you get it. Right. Even if you get it, I mean, you might feel crappy for a couple of weeks, but you're going to, chances are, uh, you're going to live in the vast majority of cases. Um, I think the average age I heard this week of people dying was 80. It's old. 80. It is old. And not just old, really old. I mean, 80. So, like, that's what I'm saying. So how do we protect them, stay away from them, keep them away from But, like, do we really need to be shutting down the country? And that's a good question. No, that's we a, don't need to. That's a question we should be talking about and not... I mean, the, the, the cable coverage that I see on this is like, it's mind boggling. Mm -hmm. Like you would think that we are dealing sounds with, sad. that's what, I mean, that it, has it, to be. It absolutely sounds sad. Death, death, I mean, I, I know somebody that worked in local television um, in the South Carolina market where I was in Greenville, South Carolina. And they, and I get these, I get like death things all the time. Like somebody died, somebody died for notifications from this particular station. And it's because death sells. Well, turn that, off CNN, what, yeah. turn off the, the, the national news. I was watching local, and they had somebody on who had it. And it was like, yeah, it was crappy for a couple days, and then I was over. Right, but then like, it was fine. That's yeah. what, like, but you don't see that on CNN. Yeah, no, at least I haven't seen that on CNN That's why we're one focusing time. on the positives right. here. Uh, we're going to break, or we've got more coming up here in just a minute. Who's that 34-year-old guy on the, the cruise that was quarantined? All right, we are back, and this story, this kind of struck me, it struck my funny bone a little bit. I know there's not much about the coronavirus that's funny, but ISIS issued tips on how jihadists can avoid getting the coronavirus. 
They. I hope uh, it's licking the toilet seat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they should in, in a public restroom. I'm not sure that was on the list of recommendations. Um, well, I'm giving that they, to them for free. They instructed it perfect. Um, stay away from sick people. Wash your hands before eating. Avoid travel to the affected areas. Uh, they said put your faith in God and seek refuge in Him. And that illnesses they do not strike by themselves, but by the command and the decree of God. So. Even though they're preparing these people to blow themselves up, they definitely don't want them to get the coronavirus. Well, are they are they are they proposing jihad as a cure for the coronavirus? Like if you oh, yeah, so good, 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 yeah, the, I think the last that thing should be. But if you do get it, please travel to the West as yeah, soon as you can. Exactly. Like, 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 like that, that's not at the bottom right. of the list. Right. It's if you have taken all of these steps in preparation for blowing yourself up, but still got the coronavirus. Please travel to the West as soon as you can. Yeah. It's always weird to me when we see ISIS in, in like, the Taliban before in these, like, very mundane office, like, kind of roles, like, Mm -hmm. where they're having these meetings about health and whatnot, like, these... These best these practices. These killers, murderers yeah. are like worried about getting the coronavirus. Just they're such well, losers. It was, it was a functioning, it was a horrible functioning government, but it was a functioning government. There, there were civil servant ISIS people. You know, it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it says here in Iraq, eight people have died of the coronavirus. 79 people are said to have been infected. Though, I mean, we don't know if that's the actual number. The actual number may be much higher than that. Um, Syria, meanwhile, hasn't reported any cases of the illness. Um, I don't know if it's because they've been undetected or if they're just not reporting those. Incendiary devices and bombs stop ISIS, stop coronavirus Virus. probably <laughs> is probably what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Joy Behar, she has decided that she's going to sit out from The View because she is in a high risk group for getting the coronavirus. Um, She's pausing her participation. She said her daughter wanted her to stop being on the show. Um, Nobody that works on the show has actually been tested positive for the coronavirus, but she's actually 77 years old, which I didn't know. I, I'm not a Joy Behar fan, but, you know, for 77, I think she looks pretty pretty darn good. Um, but she says she's perfectly healthy. She feels just fine, but she just doesn't want to risk it. I think the thing is, she looks terrible. She just doesn't look 77. I, I think that's what you mean, isn't it? <laughs> she she looks, too nice to say it. She looks so she looks bad terrible, that not it's as if she's outside of the realm of age <laughs> yes. completely. Like, there's no way to even define it, <laughs> right. is what I think. It's right. like a different thing. But that just me. All that means is that the view just got a little less intolerable with her not being on the show. Exactly. To yell and screech uh, ri- ridiculous, nonsensical things. So, that was my first thought. Was Is she just so sick of arguing back and forth with Meghan McCain that she just wanted some days off? You know, Because she spends most of her time yelling and screaming on the show. Yelling and, and defending Bernie for to. defending Castro. And didn't Whoopi like almost die with the flu? Was, was, was it like she the was pneumonia? She was very sick from like pneumonia or something like that. I'm surprised mm. that she's still going on. Right. Um, mm. But I mean, I think it's I think it's a prudent thing to do. She's 77. She's around with a lot of group of people. She could get. We don't know if she has some other underlying condition that she's not talking about. So you know. That's true. So even if they really need her, they can Skype her in, and you know. Well, she probably loved that because she's had a lot to say about the coronavirus and how Donald Trump is handling it. Um, she said, you know, don't you think that it's a good time for Trump to resign? She said, I mean, Pence has shown to be rather capable. I was kind of surprised that she was defending Mike Pence. Um, she said, I feel a little more confident with Pence at the helm. I don't feel any confidence. No, she does. He's a liar. Right. Pence is so much more conservative than Donald Trump. Isn't like, that so odd? much more conservative. She's only. Th- 
they could kick Donald Trump out today. Mike Pence could become president, and then it would just begin with Pence about right. how he needed to be. It would have been anybody like, that won the, be, the Republican these, nomination. These, worse. these people are insufferable the way they do this. They do not, like, they will They will white knight anyone to get Trump, and then they'll stab the white knight in the back. It, it's like, it's so predictable. Mitt Romney was an example. I mean, all the... You can't fool me anymore, Joy Behar. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> One too many Jason times. Jason is done with you, Joy. <laughs> All right, so we've got another story about satellite images. They're showing that Iran has built mass graves um, amid the coronavirus outbreak. Um, they're saying that these graves are, are pointing to the fact that the epidemic's more serious than the authorities are actually admitting to. Um, it's an excavation of a new section in a cemetery um, outside of Iran's holy city. It started in late February that they were digging these trenches 100 yards. Um, people are saying maybe there's a cover up there, that they, they aren't being truthful about how many people have died. They said there's been 50 deaths in the city, or no, I'm sorry, there may have been 50 deaths in the city, but the the government's claiming only 12 people have died nationwide, not just in the city, but nationwide. Do you have a theory here, Pat? Because I have a theory. Do you have I, a theory? What's your theory? My theory is it's Iran. Yeah. What, as they're tracking the coronavirus, why, I mean, they're the kind of country that would just execute anybody who, who had come into contact with anybody with the coronavirus. Right. Why? I mean, I, I get the question is why? It's really possible. Right? I mean, honestly, like... Yeah. We heard that report from North Korea that was the same kind of thing, that the guy who was supposed to be quarantined went to a public bathroom, and when when he came out, he got shot in the head because they've got a zero-tolerance policy for anybody um, breaking the quarantine rules, and maybe that's something similar in, in Iran. Why they don't have any homosexuals, right? That, right. Kill if, you, if you're all dead, how, yeah, we don't how have can you be homosexual? With the coronavirus here. Yes. Uh, well, we've killed them all. I, I think back though to the you know right as this was happening in China, they brought those incinerators in that they were saying was to get rid of animals. Um, I kind of think they were mobile crematoriums and they were shoving as many people in as they can so they could kind of hide what it is. Mm. Um, so we'll we'll see, but I, I wouldn't put it past them lying. What, what, what's the motive? One, why do you need those graves? What's the motive? Are you trying to calm panic or are you trying to hide something? There's, the, I mean, with Iran, there's no telling what the actual motive is. Well, yeah, is it that the mortality rate is much, much higher than they're reporting or is it because they're preparing for well, what you but said? The, but the South Koreans, right? The South Koreans did, and this goes to your 1% thing, the South Koreans have tested more people. Um, so more people with, with milder symptoms. And they're saying that the, that the death rate in South Korea is like 0.6% mm. um, because they've done more testing. Of course, the media, it was like in a Business Insider story last Thursday. And the media doesn't want to keep reporting it because they want panic, 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 panic because it sells mm-hmm. and it gets Trump. But, you know, I don't know if that's as much of it as I originally thought. But, you know, people need to step back. I, I, a friend was like, Day one, this many people died. Day 17, 1.3 million people are dead. Like, that hasn't happened in China, and they have a billion people. Yeah. And you can't hide a million people dying. You can hide 20,000, 30,000 in, in a country that size. You can't hide a million and a half people dying all of a sudden that don't normally die. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to break. We've got a few more fun stories when we come back. Good old Welcome back. Let's talk a little Putin, shall we? 
Who doesn't love a good chat about Vladimir Putin? Uh, Russian lawmakers, they've rubber-stamped broad changes to the nation's constitution on Wednesday that would allow President Vladimir Putin to run twice more for the presidency after his current term ends in 2024, if he so chooses. Um, he's 67 years old. If he were to run and win both terms, which is pretty much a, a foregone conclusion at this point, his tenure as ruler of Russia would be 36 years, making him the longest serving leader in modern Russian history. Um, to put things in perspective, Joseph Stalin served 29 years. Wow. So 36 years. Um, the measure was introduced on Tuesday by Valentina Tereshkova, a former cosmonaut who became the first woman in space good. in 1963. Shout out to her. Um, but this would essentially reset Putin's term limit clock to zero. So... They're saying that this was intended to free Putin up from the restraints that he would encounter in a lame duck presidency. A lot of people aren't buying it. A lot of Russians aren't excited about this um, because it basically creates a monarchy for Putin, does it not? Do, do, do Russians like Putin? Do we know, like? Do we even know? Like, is there any polling like out of Russia where they like have honest polls? Mm -hmm. that, not that I know of. None of those IVF, IVF, IVF polls where you do it on the phone right. and don't talk to a real person so you get a real number type right. thing. Yeah. I don't think that Putin allows people to say whether or not they like him. They usually end up in like vans down by a river in a bag <laughs> in, the, in the river. The only context I have is there was this one viral video from Russia where they put up a picture of Putin in an elevator and then wa people walked in and reacted to it. It was like this like, you know, big, ridiculous, like, leader kind of photo. Mm -hmm. And they were all pissed. They were like, what the heck is this? So my, my thought is he probably just rules that country with just through fear and intimidation. And well, not surprisingly, he backed this measure. And what he mm -hmm. used was he cited the turbulent times we had here in America and FDR. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. it's almost yeah. as if they haven't forgotten not to let a crisis go to waste. <laughs> it's where did could you have learned that, Pat? I feel like you have some insight into this. <laughs> but that, that brings it up to crisis. How many companies in the United States have like given like the worst news they possibly can over the past like two weeks and nobody's paying attention? Yeah. If you've got like a bad news dump, this, this is, is this is the, the, this is the Friday of all good Friday time. news dumps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, how surprised are you that, that he okayed this move? I, that's amazing. 36 years in office if he wins the next two terms? Mm -hmm. uh, that's, uh, that's an amazing That's a totalitarian, dictatorial that, And that's rule. when it happens is when there is crisis and people are afraid. Right. That's when the vipers strike and look no further than what Democrats are trying yes. to do right now. So a safe and secure society. There you go. Mm -hmm. Putin, as Palpatine would say. Like what you said, he said there are precedents for elections for more than two terms, including in the United States. Somehow that makes it okay, he says. When a country is going through such upheavals and such difficulties, in our case, we have not yet overcome all the problems since the USSR. This is also clear. So stability may be more important and must be given priority. Because initially when this was proposed, he kind of acted like, no, I'm not interested. I've served my time. But then he came back and said, no, you're right. During these unstable times, I should continue. To you're making me do this. Yes. Right. Yes. You're making me do this. Only I yes. can take you out. I mean, it, it, we were talking about monarchy before. I, I am completely convinced that if he could find Romanov blood, which was the last ruling line before they all got killed um, of czars, he would have created himself czar already. I just, I think that, I think the church wouldn't let him do it. Um, the 
the Eastern Orthodox Church has a tremendous amount of power in Russia. I don't think they would let him, you know, make himself. I feel like he should just king. retire, go riding horseback shirtless all day. I mean, does he need more time for that? <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> With Alex Jones. All right, then very quickly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very quickly. Uh, Nancy Pelosi attempted to sneak taxpayer-funded abortions Perfect into the segue. coronavirus relief bill. Mm -hmm. um, according to the Daily Caller, senior White House officials say that during negotiations with the Trump administration regarding a mm. coronavirus economic relief package, she sought to include a little loophole that would guarantee federal funding for abortion services. Um, this would be a billion dollars to reimburse laboratory claims that would allow taxpayer-sponsored abortions. And it was called a slush fund for abortions by one person. It's despicable. It's evil. And I, I don't understand the fascination that they have for abortion, but they worship at the altar of abortion. And it, is, it seems to be their, other than climate change, it is their biggest, it is their biggest issue. They, they have to have this. They love it. I don't know if it's if it means a lot of money for them somehow. I, I don't I don't know that that there's a, a big slush fund of abortion money in this. Um, it's just the death culture that they that they love, and uh, it's really hard to get your head around why. But where they're so it's committed Emily's to abortion? It's, it's it's all of the it's all of the the big money they get from places like Emily's List and Planned Parenthood to run their elections. You, when you do that, you have to provide for the people that are giving you the money to run your elections. Yeah, and, that's, and that's what she's trying to do. Why, why are we getting sidetracked, though? Where is the effing outrage for them trying to pull this in the coronavirus bill? Right. Like, I'm mad, like there, I've seen none of it. In well, fact, Joy Reid. The, well, the, the, the framing that I've seen has been Republicans demand Democrats don't include, like, as if they're making a right. demand of them versus saying, why the heck is this included in this bill? And it should be it should be an outrage, but it's not. It should be a very narrow bill that that that, that goes with what this crisis is. But they never are. You get a bill like this that it's a must-pass bill. You throw all kinds of things in it. You throw money for the bridge that you might want in Tacoma. You throw all of this all of this sorts of stuff in these types of bills as as line items because you know it's going to pass. It's a quote-unquote must-pass bill. It's what they do all the time. Or, it's why the country or they is know the case that the Republicans won't pass it, and when they don't, with the help of the media, the narrative is Republicans block the bill, and that's the game, and that's why nobody yeah. nobody yeah. trusts these idiots in Washington right. to get the job done, and this is why. This is like the perfect example. Agreed. All right, we're going to head to break, but when we come back, we'll have today's poll and the uh, results from yesterday's poll question. Oh, it made me so mad yesterday. Oh, I was so mad. I can't even get a clean coronavirus bill. Oh. All right, so let's get to yesterday's poll question. It was, have you done anything to prepare for coronavirus? This is kind of an interesting result. Yes, 40.4%. No, 59.6%. So it's kind of a split down the middle almost. I think I, think I love our viewers. I love people. Maybe it's just the people on Twitter that don't watch the show. But being in a grocery store recently, y'all lying. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all took all the toilet paper and there's none left for anybody. I, I, I prepared. And, and again, I prepared for the panic, not for the virus. Okay. Good call. Prepared? Yeah. Well, I've been prepared. I mean, I've had a year's supply of food for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we 
pretty well stocked on toilet paper, so. <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing. I mean, you got to. A lot of people buy. A lot of people buying bidets recently. I'm seeing on the social media. That's like, actually I'm very buy a smart. All right. I need the toilet paper. <laughs> well, our question for tomorrow is: Who will the coronavirus issue hurt the most in the 2020 race? Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, or Joe Biden? Thoughts on this? I think Trump's got the most to lose because yeah. he's, he's the one in charge. Yep. Yeah, he he has the most to lose. Um, so yeah, it's it's got to be Trump. No matter, it, it would be Joe Biden if Joe Biden was the president. Mm-hmm. Trump was running against Joe Biden. It's just the person that's in charge, right? Mm-hmm. Gets or gets the blame, even if it's completely out of his control. Right. When you're the figurehead of anything, you're always the one that has to take the fall, no matter yeah. what happens, right? Oh. Yep. Well, today was a lot of fun. Heavy stuff. Yeah. But a lot of fun to get to see you guys. Not a lot of fun topics. No, it was kind of heavy for a Friday. (laughs) So hopefully we'll come back on Monday and have something that's a little bit lighter to talk about. But uh, always good to be prepared. So at least we've got you prepared for that. And now you know about colloidal silver. So (laughs) have a great Friday. We'll see you guys next week. In fact, I saw all the colloidal silver still on the shelves at Whole Foods today. So really? it's kind of pricey, which is why a lot of people don't oh, buy it. I think you're putting silk. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.